All right, Coach, first of all, I wanted to ask you about the health of your team, two players in particular, uh, Brandon Frazier and Chris Gaston. We saw Frazier playing with some padding on his elbow the other night, and then Chris still dealing with those knee issues. Yeah, well, Brandon obviously is going to continue to play, but he's got a little bit of a stinger in his elbow there. He, he's got a contusion right, I guess, on his funny bone, the way it was described to me by the training staff and the doctors. But something he's got to play through. You know, it's February, and everybody's iced up after practices and games. Uh, Chris continues to work on his rehab, uh, you know, with the training staff. Dr. Zambetti is on top of it. He's uh, meeting with him twice a week. Uh, uh, we're going to try to see if it's possible for him to get back, possibly, against Butler on Saturday. I think they're going to try to put him on the floor for live practice Thursday and Friday this week, and then we'll see where he's at. Uh, you know, in the beginning, obviously, it's going to be uh, – Tough for him to come in and play the lion's share of minutes that he had been playing, having not practiced in about a month. But, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do with it. It really is a day-to-day, -day and, and once again, it's a decision that's going to be made by, by the, uh, the doctors. And this is one of our email, email questions that we have that kind of goes along with that. If Chris's knee, if it doesn't get better, is it too late for a possible, possible medical redshirt, or is that not even something you're considering right now? Yeah, no, it would be too late for that. Uh, you know, the number of games he's played in and, and how deep into the season – uh, we feel pretty confident he's going to get back. Uh, you know, Chris is going to graduate in the spring. I think the, uh, I think it's time for him to go play professional basketball. Uh, you know, probably this summer in the in the Superior League in Puerto Rico, and then off of his performance over the summer, he should be able to get a contract and have an opportunity to play overseas somewhere. But uh, we we feel confident, as uh, the doctors do, that he's going to be back on the floor. You know, hopefully within a week. Now, Coach, uh, looking at the St. Louis game the other night, there were times the defense was certainly lacking. Uh, what was the main issue in terms of the defensive scheme? Well, I just think they're, you know, as I said to my staff before the game, bad matchup. You know, uh, they're a big, physical, cerebral team that really shoots the basketball, uh, you know, and, and they're a veteran team. So I think that was one of the issues. I think, you know, early on in the game, uh, they shot the heck out of it, you know, and they did a great job having their foreman uh, making shots and then, uh, when we took that away, they started posting us up with their three. You know, when we ran the uh, the entire army at them there trying to control Evans in the post, and we weren't able to do that. Uh, so that's what led to, you know, you come off a game where you hold VCU to 34%, and then you let a St. Louis come in your gym and shoot 54%. Uh, I was concerned that, you know, it, it was a five-point game, a seven-point game, a nine-point game, and I'm in timeouts coaching effort. You know, that's really something that I talked to the team about at length in practice, uh, you know, both Thursday and Friday, that you guys have to be mature enough to understand we're two possessions away from being right in this game. We're already in the game at five. And, uh, you know, we, we've got to be talking about execution of what we need to do offensively and defensively to find a way to win this game. Uh, and, and I have to stay on them. You know, the freshmen, once again, there's that symbolic freshman wall. We, we can't have guys hitting the freshman wall. We don't have that opportunity on March of Error is minimal right now and we have to these guys got to kick that wall down and play through it and uh, find another four weeks of good college basketball in them and, and get them playing at a higher level each time. How frustrating is it that your team in that game had just 12 turnovers shot 46 percent from the field two goals that you have going into the games uh, every game but the defense couldn't get it done how frustrating is that it's for you? Very, it's very frustrating but once again let's look at our opponent I mean St. Louis is one of the premier teams in the league. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if uh, fans get an opportunity, there's a great thing on Bloomberg Sportsfolio, and you go sl slash St. Louis basketball, watch that. And you'll see the kind of business that the University of St. Louis is doing when it comes to their basketball program. They're going to be one of the premier programs in this league year in and year out. 
And, uh, you know, we have to understand how good they are, how, how many veterans they have on the floor. Uh, that's not an excuse. It, they're where we want to be. And, uh, we, you know, we have to respond. Coach, I want to go back to Brandon Frazier because he had, he had a rough night against St. Louis the other night, but he found a way to tough it out and score his 1,000th career point. I know we talked about it a little bit before the game, but what does it say about his toughness to be able to, uh, you know, achieve that milestone on a, a really an off night? Well, it is. And look, 1,000 points it comes uh, more often now than it did in years past because of the number of games we play. But still, to be a 1,000-point scorer during your junior year is a, is a milestone. Uh, and, you know, he's going to continue to play hard and work hard to get better, and he's the guy I'm on. You know, he has taken on the lion's share of responsibility for this young group, being the only veteran out there that really gives us substantial minutes. Obviously, I'll throw Khalid Robinson in for to fire the team up at times for a little bit of toughness, hopefully. But, uh, you know, the, the leadership falls on Brandon's shoulders and Brandon's shoulders alone right now, and it's a great challenge for him. Now, Coach, uh, Luka Zivkovic got some good time against St. Louis. He was 3-3 three of three from beyond the arc. Uh, how pleased were you to see him get in that comfort zone and stay on the floor? I was thrilled. I mean, that's what we recruited Luka to do, and he really has struggled shooting the basketball over his time here at Fordham, and that's what we need him to do. If he's a shot maker, he can do enough at the other end uh, to keep him on the floor because he creates space offensively, you know, and uh, when he, he stretches defenses out by his ability to screen and pop. So... Hopefully he can build off that performance today at LaSalle. Coach, I want to go back to another email or question. This one comes from Chip, and it says, other than Frazier, who is your most consistent three-point threat? Is it Smith, Luca, or maybe someone else? Well, percentage-wise, it's Smith, you know. Uh, but Brian has been inconsistent. He's been up and down. You know, he'll have games where he shoots four of six from three, and then, you know, then he'll have a one for five. So you need a little bit more consistency there. Uh, Mandel Thomas is shooting the ball very well over the last uh, 10 or 12 games. You know, we, we also don't just look at uh, season stats. All right, who's been good lately? Who's, you know, put it together in conference? Uh, when he's open in practice, Jermaine Myers knocks them down. So uh, we have a lot of options there. Uh, I think they have to work harder to get good looks at threes because it's a great weapon to have, and uh, especially with us being a little short on the baseline with Chris out, uh, you know, we have to take advantage of that three more in transition when those opportunities arise. So that's something we're working on the last couple of days. Now, Coach, uh, these last two games, it's clear that the opponent has had a, a very good system in place. VCU with the press, you know, right when you inbound the ball in St. Louis, you know, with, with everybody really contributing. How much of the struggles um, for you guys have been a victim, you know, of being a victim of that system? Well, I think it's more us trying to develop our system. You know, um, we've had to make adjustments throughout our time here, but but especially this year in our system. You know, we're not having Chris in uh, after the season started. You know, uh, if we had known coming in, we might have been able to make a few adjustments in the way we were doing things. But a lot of uh, the things we've done have been personnel-driven. Uh, we're still trying to develop our big guys so they're consistent nine in and nine out because I think as you look at – uh, Travion Leonard and Ryan Rooms and Ryan Canty, uh, as we move forward, they are going to have good post presence. But they, uh, as young players, they don't have it consistently. So we should be playing offense inside out. Uh, you know, our commitment to man-to-man -man defense has become greater. And uh, that's going to continue as the year goes on because that has to be a foundation of whatever you do. Uh, even if you're a zone team, you're playing it with a lot of man-to-man -man principles. So I think those are the issues. Everyone in this league has different systems for the most part. And that's true in every league, and that's what, uh, that's what good basketball leagues are about. So one of the exciting things is, is, as a coach is preparing for various 
styles of play in various systems. I know from my young coaches, that's how you learn the game. You know, when I was a young assistant, uh, the great thing was going out and scouting, and, and now on film, we do it all on film, but watching teams play various systems and learning how to defend those, learning what they're trying to get out of their offense, things of that nature, and, and that develops you as a basketball coach. Jermaine Myers has played pretty well the last couple of times out. I know earlier in the season you said you wanted him to be more aggressive. Are you seeing that out of him recently? Very much so. He's going to start, you know, today against LaSalle. Um, I think that in practice he's been doing a good job pushing the ball, getting people shots. And I just – we need him to be less passive offensively. He needs to understand how to get shots, what shots are good shots for him. Uh, after he is explored – during the course of a possession, getting other people's shots. And hopefully it'll free up Brandon being off the ball a little bit and, and Mandel being off the ball a little bit to free them up to score some more points. And, and following up on that, do you think that'll help Brandon Frazier? Because he's a guy, as you said, he was off the ball at the beginning of the year, then he was the primary point guard. Do you think it'll help him out to get Jermaine back in there and in the starting lineup? Yeah, I think it gives him a blow during the course of some games. He'll obviously play still probably half the game with the ball in his hands. You know, we have a long history of coaching combo guards. We believe in guard play. And once that ball's moving within our half-court offense, everyone's a point guard because we're all using ball screens and, and reading those ball screens and trying to create havoc coming off them. So we have to get better at that, obviously. And, and I think by having, uh, you know, basically two point guards now in the game, and Mandel's close to becoming one of those uh, classic guards that we've had, uh, I think it'll make us better offensively. Coach, looking at the opponent today, LaSalle, they've had a huge year, big wins over VCU and Butler. But they're one of the teams you guys beat in the league last year at home. What was the key to that game, and how do you think you can carry over to the, today? Well, it's, you know, we always have all of our files from teams we've played probably for the last 10 years and uh, scouting reports, and, and we really didn't change a whole lot from what we did last year. Now, the question is, we've gone into every game with great game plans. You know, can you execute them? That's, right. You know, it's a, you know, you, you got to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Yeah. Exactly right. And what we did uh, last year was they played small and we played big, and we were able to really pound the ball inside. And, and obviously Chris had a huge game against them last year, and he's not with us this year. But that doesn't mean one of our other baseline guys is going to need to have a big game if we're going to be able to stifle them and, and, and uh, be able to beat them in their place. And they've had a really impressive season to this point. As Max said, back-to-back -back wins over Butler and VCU. Are you surprised to see them playing this well this year? No, not at all. First off, John Giannini and I are good friends. John was at Maine when I was at Hofstra in the America East. I've known him a long time. He's a very good basketball coach. The other thing is he's got a lot of interchangeable parts, and he has a lot of veteran players. They're a veteran team, a lot of upperclassmen, and a lot of players that uh, you know have gotten a lot of minutes over their course of time as, as explorers. So... Uh, I'm not shocked at all by it. I mean, they were a 21 team last year, so I expected them to come in and, and have another big game. And going back to the St. Louis game, it seemed like the Billikens beat you from the outside in the first half and then inside in the second half. What do you guys have to change up defensively in this game today? Well, it's a much different opponent. You know, I, I would compare VCU style of play a lot more to UMass, uh, a lot more to St. Joe's than to St. Louis in the way that they go about running offense and what they're trying to get out of each trip offensively and defensively. So, uh, you know, I th uh, hopefully we can hang around like we did in those two games and then find a way to win a game late in the game. Coach, there are only eight games left on the schedule, and I'm curious, do you keep an eye on the conference standings at this point? Do you tell your guys, okay, we're in this position with this many games left, or do you just take it one game at a time? Well, both. You know, the, the conference standings are constantly up in the locker room. They're adjusted daily. Uh, you know, sometimes a couple times during the course of the day when games are played earlier and late in the day. So uh, I want them to know where we are. 
I want them to understand what we need to do to, you know, in this case, move up the standings to get ourselves into the conference tournament and find that 12th spot. Uh, you know, right now it looks like it's going to be five, if not six wins to get to that spot. And, uh, you know, Rhode Island, uh, Duquesne, ourselves, and I believe St. Bonnie's right now are the teams that are fighting to try to find a way to get to 12. And uh, that's going to be a key for us. But, yeah, I want them to do that. Now, as we prepare for each game, we don't talk about being two games ahead. We talk about, you know, what do we have next? How are we going to go about handling LaSalle? We won't talk to them about Xavier. Now, my assistant who scouted Xavier has already been watching Xavier tape. But uh, we're not going to discuss that with the team. And uh, we'll start looking at Xavier tape probably on, on the bus ride home today. Now, Coach, we know about the road struggles uh, this season. Um, how do you approach it, you know, against a team that you, you know this team can beat because you beat them at home last year? What more, what extra do you really need to do when you're on the road against a team that you beat at home last year, especially without Chris? Yeah, well, it's just, look, on the road we always say, you know, road wins are magic. It doesn't matter how good your team is. I, uh, you know, I had teams that won 26 games, and when we went on the road, we, we understood it was, uh, it was special. You have to be 10 points better. You know, that's the, the other term we use a lot. You have to play 10 points better than an opponent to win on the road because you're probably not going to get a great whistle. And, uh, you know, 75% of the time in college basketball, the home team wins. So everyone's got to bring their A game, and that's what we're searching for. We prepare the same way for every game, home or away. Uh, we prepare this team the best way we know how. And then it's a matter of uh, them being able to go out and perform when the lights come on. All right. Head coach Tom Pacora, thanks a lot as always, and best of luck today. Thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure.